When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Got a lot to talk about with that. We have the mailbag coming up in the second half. But folks, it's week one, and it is Wednesday. Happy hump day. And the one thing that we have to keep in mind when we're talking about week one is that this is a regular week now, and there's going to be a lot of news that needs to be disseminated I am your morning podcast on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Therefore, it is my responsibility, my civic duty to give you the news so that you're up to speed as you head to work. Maybe you're going to class. Maybe you're walking on a treadmill. Who knows what you're doing? But if you're listening to me, I want to make sure that you are up to speed on all the news surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's exactly how we're going to start this show. In case you missed my breaking news podcast the other day, the Steelers announced their captains for the 2023 campaign. Some was a, some were surprised by it. I really wasn't. They chose four. I talked about this. I'm not going to go into great detail. I feel like one captain is the overarching leader and captain. That would be Cam Hayward. And then after that, they went with one offense, one defense, and one special teams captain. Defense, TJ Watt. Not much to say there. I mean, the dude is, he he's that guy. He is him, so to speak. On offense, Kenny Pickett, second-year quarterback, gets the nod as the captain. Pretty exciting. A lot of people are trying to draw some conclusions to that. I'm not one of them. And then for the second year in a row, Miles Killebrew. Remember, folks, these are voted on by the players. Okay, the, the players are voting on these. So therefore, if, if you're wondering, well, what about this guy? Or what about Chris Boswell? Or what about uh, Minka Fitzpatrick? Look, the players vote on this stuff. So if you got beef, then go take it up with the players. But those are your four captains for this season. I think TJ Watt's been a captain two other years. I think uh, it's been nine in a row for Cam. Obviously, the first for Kenny Pickett and the second in a row for Miles Killebrew. So pretty good stuff there. Also, some new numbers. I mentioned that as well on that Breaking News podcast. Uh, Desmond King gets the number 25. He's new to the team. He got that number. Also, uh, Marcus Golden goes from 54 to 44. And with 54 open, Quan Alexander, I still can't believe this. They He and Anthony McFarlane were both wearing 26. Quan Alexander's worn a single single digit number the last two teams he played for. He didn't try and buy 26 off of McFarland. He said, I'll take 54. So there you go. Some some new numbers to keep track of there for sure. Now, another thing that we got to get used to, I know I have to get used to this. That 17-day layoff really throws me off. Like you're in a kind of a groove in the preseason, and then all of a sudden everything just kind of falls by the wayside in these these 17 days, and you got to get back into the rhythm. It's a Tomlin Tuesday. Yesterday, Mike Tomlin spoke to the media. I, You know, my parents are in town right now, and my dad said, Tomlin, what's he going to say? I said, he's not going to say anything. 
the, the, the Steelers are healthy. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, he's going to make the San Francisco 49ers sound like they are the 1985 Bears. That's what he does. He's not going to give any credence to any narratives or anything like that, and he's not going to divulge any type of plan that the Pittsburgh Steelers might have. It's just not going to happen. You're going to get – if there's a dull presser, it's the week one press conference unless there's some type of contract holdout or injury. The Steelers, thankfully, don't have any of that. I do want to mention the injuries, though. Yes, Mike Tomlin did state that the Steelers – hey, everyone's basically available – and the more I thought about this, at my first inclination was, ah, great for Nate Herbig, because he was the guy that had the shoulder injury, which kept him out of some preseason games. But then I thought of a player that I can't believe I forgot. I didn't forget that he was on the team. I just forgot that he had been hampered by injury towards the end of the preseason, and that was Larry Ogunjobi. The fact that Larry Ogunjobi should be healthy for the regular season is a huge boost for this defense especially in this week, week one against the San Francisco 49ers, a team that wants to do so much on the ground with misdirection. You have to have a dominant defensive front if you want to slow down that attack. So no injuries is a great, great step for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, also, he was asked, he being Mike Tomlin, was asked about George Kittle. Everyone's talking about George Kittle as a groin injury. They are being very hesitant with him. They're thinking he might not play in the game. No official injury reports yet. The first one will be coming out today, Wednesday. So make sure you're checking out SteelCurtainNetwork.com today, this afternoon, because we will have that for you as soon as it is made public. But make sure you're checking out the SteelCurtainNetwork.com, but George Kittle might not play. Nick Bosa, as of this being recorded, has still not signed a contract. Maybe he won't play. Now, you can say, I want them at full strength all you want. I look at it and say, if it makes the road a little bit easier... For this offense at home to kind of get into a groove, you don't have to go in against Nick Bosa. The defense isn't going to have to worry about George Kittle, both as a run blocker and as a pass catcher. I I am willing to accept that. I'm not going to complain about it. Let's go. I will see. We'll keep track of, of that. And Mike Tomlin said they're preparing for both of those players to play, and that shouldn't shock anyone. The last bit of news, before we take a very quick break, the last bit of news is that... I've talked about this. We've all talked about this on the Steel Curtain Network and on all these platforms, all these podcasts around Fans First Sports Network. Everyone was pumping this up. And that was the NFL ticket contest, the giveaway for free tickets to a week one contest. And we've been saying on all of our shows, man, we hope it's a Steeler fan. We hope it's a Steeler fan. We hope it's a Steeler fan. So to give you a little bit behind the scenes look at this, okay? So here it is. It is Tuesday. The contest ended on Labor Day on Monday, and I'm at my phone, I'm at my computer, and all of a sudden, I get a text from the boss, and he says, we have a winner, and he sends me uh, an email address. He says, do you know this guy? And I said, well, uh, is he, he basically asked, is he a Steeler fan? And I said, did, did you recognize him from any of your you know, ongoings-ons with Steel Curtain Network? I said, well, there is someone that is a very loyal follower of our podcast that does have this name, but I can't tell you whether it's him or not. I don't know his email address. He said, well, okay, he's the winner, so I'm going to reach out and I'll let you know. Come to find out, the guy that I thought it was, who's a Steeler fan, he is the winner. And you all that listen to my podcast, the, the Let's Ride podcast and the mailbag every Wednesday, you'll know his name too because he always contributes. He always has a lot of questions. That is one Brian Haynes. That is right. Brian Haynes 
a ride-or-die crew member. If anyone is even hinting at anything that is remotely crooked about this, you're barking up the wrong tree. I had nothing to do with this contest outside of writing a press release, getting an article out there, doing some social media work. That's it. I did not have anything to do with the contest.fansforsports.com website. I didn't create it. I didn't check any entries. I can't enter myself. So anyone that's out there thinking, oh, this is all fixed. It's all fixed. No, I've never met Brian in my life. I know him from social media and the fact that he's a loyal listener of the Let's Ride podcast and all of our podcasts on the Steel Curtain Network. So Brian, congratulations, man. Uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that a Steelers fan is going to get to go to this game. I didn't want to see some like Denver Bronco fan or Philadelphia Eagle fan win it. I'm a Steeler fan. Come on, people. Like, so this is awesome. I want to have Brian on a Let's Ride podcast next week to talk with him briefly to get his feelings on what the game was like, all that good stuff. So congratulations to Brian Haynes. I have a feeling we might be hearing from him in the second half of this show. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a very quick break, hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Steelers. So I, I thought about, I thought long and hard about this topic. And I kicked myself. I am someone that in my life, I hate when people make these demonstrative statements and they take such a hardcore stance on things that once they've committed so far down that road, there's no way they can come back. They, they are beyond the point of no return. And this would happen in things like, uh, just to give you an example, music. Okay, I'll give you a personal example. When I was in college, uh, I was a huge Jimmy Buffett fan. We'll talk about him a little bit later. I think I had a question in the mailbag about him. My wife, uh, who is in my girlfriend, was a huge Dave Matthews Band fan. I was not a big DMB, or as everyone called him in college, Dave. Oh, Dave put out a new album. I hated that. It drove me nuts. Still kind of does make my skin crawl a little bit. But I used to tell her, I hate this guy. I hate this music. This music sucks. I don't want to hear it. And she was very kind and like, okay, whatever. We'll listen to what you want to listen to. But I made such a demonstrative statement that all of a sudden, after years and years of hearing her listening to it in the car, hear her, maybe she's working out of the house or doing something, I started to kind of like some of the music. I started to appreciate some of it. And then I, I'm like, kind of like, I kind of like this Dave Matthews guy. Well, of course, what's my wife say? Oh, here we go. Now you like him. And of course, I had it coming. I had it coming. So in that regard, I made such a demonstrative and hard stance on that that it, it made it very difficult to ever go back. I try not to do that anymore in my life, but I have with one aspect of the Pittsburgh Steelers. This will connect. Stay with me. I've always said style points don't matter. Mike Tomlin has said it. Bill Cowher said it in more words than less. I'm sure Chuck Noll even said it. You just got to win the football game. I'm kind of going against that. This year, to me, style points do matter. They do. And there are, let me make something very clear before we even get started on this. There are times when style points don't matter. 
So I'm kind of playing both sides of the fence here. I'm playing Dave Schofield. But understand that if things aren't going well, the offense is not, whatever they're trying is not working. The game plan was clearly not the, was it's just not working. Nothing is working. Then there are times where, man, nothing was going our way, but we still found a way to win. In this case, style points don't matter. I get that. There are those situations. But here's what you can't do as an NFL offense, especially in 2023, is you cannot make a living off of winning those types of games and winning that way. You just can't do it. So when you're looking at style points, and you can't make a living off of those ugly wins. That's what I felt like in 2020. They rattled off those 13 straight wins, and everyone was like, I'm sorry, 11 straight wins. And uh, when they were winning 11 in a row, everyone was excited. But, man, there were some games where it's like, gosh, that was so freaking ugly. Like, nothing was pretty about that. There was nothing attractive about that win. And, again, not that you have to be attractive in, in the way you win. Sometimes style points do matter. Sometimes they do. How you win can matter. So I know a lot of people would have that natural follow-up question to me saying that. Well, Jeff, what does style points look like then? Okay, good question. I'm glad you asked. What do they look like? It depends. There's different style points for offense, defense, and even special teams. So what I'm looking for this season, because I just clearly stated that I think that style points matter this year. And I'm standing by that, that style points matter this year. I want to see the Steelers win. I also want to see them win in a certain way. If they scrape out an ugly you-know-what win on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers, you're not going to hear me coming on this show on Monday complaining about it. That's not going to happen. What you might hear, though, is you might hear me say, hey, this is one of those things where you want to see some of this stuff get rectified. You want to see them win differently and better in week two. Yes, I do think in this case, style points matter. So let's go over the offense first. First and foremost, point scored. 18.1, it's not going to cut it in 2023. You have to score more points. So that's number one. Number two, keep the explosive plays going, right? It's a question we asked on Monday's, uh, I'm sorry, yes, Monday's podcast where the burning questions that need to be answered is can they continue the Steelers offense to have those explosive plays? whether it's runs, Jalen Warren, 62-yard run, passes, returns, whatever. That's what I want to see. Next, very few negative plays. I think this might be one of the biggest factors for me entering this season. If they can limit or completely negate those ugly, ugly negative plays that set the team back behind the chains and it's just a recipe for disaster, if they could just minimize those, minimize the negative plays it'll go a really really long way to having them win not just in not just win more games but win in a certain way and then lastly balance everyone always thinks that balance is a numerical standard oh they threw the ball this many times and they ran the ball this many times i i'm not stuck i'm not sticking with that anymore i want it to be balance is oh, we want to run it, we're going to run it, and we're going to be successful running it. Oh, we want to throw it, we're going to throw it, and we're going to throw it no matter what you do. You know it's coming, and we can do it anyways. If they can do that, that's ultimate balance, and that's something where if you have a game plan, let's say the Steelers are playing a team that has a really porous secondary, and so they're going to come out and throw in the ball, and you're like, hey, they know we're going to throw it, we know we're going to throw it, you got to stop it. They can't stop it, and they end up throwing the ball 45 times and only running at 20. So be it. If you won that way, 
That's balance to me. That's what I'm looking for on offense. On defense, it starts always. It always, always, always. I always go back to Dick LeBeau. He said it always starts with making a team one-dimensional. Stop the run. Force them into only being able to move the ball in one form or fashion, and it was never, all right, we're going to stop the pass, so let's let them run all over us. No, it was always you stop the run and you put the ball in the quarterback's hand, and that's when you can get after it because that's the next two things here. Harass the quarterback and take the ball away, and those two things go in tandem. They work hand in hand. If the Steelers, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Nick Herbig, Marcus Golden, you name it, if they can pressure the quarterback, I feel like they do have an optimistic secondary going to be interesting because it's new they did tie the nfl last year with takeaways or i should say interceptions not takeaways they let they tied the league for interceptions they have to take the ball away and then lastly i would love nothing more than to see the steelers defense be that defense that if you get into a third and long situation it is like you just received a death sentence that would be so awesome there were times in my life where i remember if a team got in third and 13 shoot get the punt return team loosened up and just moved down on the sideline because you're going to be going out there pretty soon. They were not converting. We've had some issues with that in the past. Nonetheless, third and long, death sentence. Let's talk about special teams before we take a break and then we get into the mailbag. Special teams, number one, is always the same thing. It's consistency. Can you be consistent? And that's a style point thing. You might say, Jeff, consistency, really? Yeah, Presley Harvin, don't shank a freaking punt, and I'm happy. That's a good positive style point. Chris Boswell, kicking the ball out of the end zone, making all of his field goals and extra point attempts. Yes, consistency matters. And then lastly, let's have a tendency for the big play, punt blocks, getting your hands on a a football, uh, big-time returns, all that stuff. That's with style. So, yeah, this year I'm going to kind of buck the trend that I've set for a long time. And a lot of you might say, oh, listen listen to Jeff. He's going back on his word. Not really. I just want to see the Steelers be a team that doesn't just win games, but is also competent to do it in a multitude of ways. And I think that's where this starts. That's where this kind of comes from. All right. Hope that made sense. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be talking all about the mailbag. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Second half of the show, Wednesday. What does that mean? It's time for the mailbag. That's right. Every Tuesday, I put out the tweet. You can find me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. I put out the question. I use a funny GIF. You respond, and I answer. So let's get this show started right. Brian Haynes, that's right. The winner of the four tickets says, Jeff, hypothetically speaking, if you were going to the game and sitting eight rows back, who would you try to get an autograph from? Well, you know, Dave Schofield, who's a season ticket holder, he actually did respond to this tweet and said, well, it's very rare. The only time I remember seeing players signing autographs is you have to get in the stadium really early. I'm talking about when the players are just starting to come out for their warm-ups, They don't have their uniforms on. They've got their headphones on. Sometimes you'll see a guy walking around signing stuff. 
If I were to pick someone that's, I don't think Kenny Pickett's probably signing stuff. I would want him, uh, but TJ Watt would be another. Cam, Minka, those guys, there there you go. The other one, only last two today. Brian Haynes also said, sorry, only two today. Very hot and busy today. What are your? What are you most looking forward to in week one other than a win, of course? Uh, and, and what I'm looking forward the most is I want to see the Steelers team that we've watched through the preseason, what do they look like when the games really count? I'm not about to sit here and think that it's only going to be negative. There could be a large part of the Steelers offense that has not been unveiled yet. I'm still clinging to a hope that that exists, and I'm excited to see if that actually comes to fruition. Dave Schofield, that's right, the stat geek himself, said describe the 2023 Steelers using only a song title. Only a song title, huh? That's an interesting one. That is a really interesting one. I'm trying to stick with the the Jimmy Buffett theme. Jimmy Buffett wrote a song called Love and Luck. Okay, and I think that's that is what the Steelers are going to need some of this year. We were they're going to need a lot of love, a lot of luck. And Jimmy Buffett in that song says, "With a little love and luck, we will get by." I'm going to stick stick to that. Maybe that's my own little uh, mantra for this season. Thanks for the question or the statement billy hartford asks who do you expect to be the steelers starting slot cornerback slash nickelback against the 49ers i honestly i'm going to go back to last friday's podcast where i had tim benz of triv live on if you missed it i highly recommend you go back and check it out nothing in that podcast is dated you'll love his insights he's a very good guy he's very hard worker but he had some really great stuff to share and he talked about how he feels like this Steelers defense is going to be a very mix and match style unit I think Desmond King is going to play a lot. And I think that you might see Chandon Sullivan or Elijah Riley inactive on most games. And so I think that you're going to see Desmond King, as long as he picked up the playbook quick enough, he's probably going to see a lot of snaps because he can really play the line of scrimmage well. He's a really big, thick dude, uh, great tackler. I'm not sure about coverage, but if they need coverage, they're going to go in a different route. They're probably going to have someone else out there. Maybe that's when they put Joey Porter Jr. out there, or maybe they flex Patrick Peterson into the slot. They have options. I don't think it needs to be just one. That's a great question. I'll be anxious to see what that looks like. Heath Davis has El Jefe back like I never left. How many touchdowns does Kenny need to throw this year for the commentators to quit talking about his hand size? I don't know exactly an exact number. Very few people have I heard actually bring up the hand size thing again. Last season, and I actually spoke with someone that brought that up not too long ago. I said, look, let me explain it this way. Last Christmas Eve, the the Raiders at Steelers, we all know the setting. We all know how it finished. The, the weather that night was windy. I think the wind chill was minus 14. Like, it's insane. If he didn't have a problem in that in those conditions, I'm not worried about his hand size, and no one should be talking about it anymore. Next from Heath, describe each position group using famous band names. Oh, my gosh. Each position group? I don't even know, dude. I, I, let me think about this one. Man, that that's a lot. Each position group. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard pass. Heath Davis also says, "What is your record projection for the first four games of the season?" Okay, so the first four games. In case people don't know, here's what they are: home versus the 49ers, Monday nighter against the Browns in Week Two at home, at the Raiders, and then Week Four at the Houston Texans. So he asked, "What are what is my prediction for the first quarter of the season?" 
I don't know what it is about this game on Sunday, and I'll, I'll give you my prediction. I'm going to have Rob Stats Carrera on on Friday. I'm going to have the Jeremy the, the All Bets Are Off segment on Friday. We'll give our predictions there as well. But man, I like the Steelers in this game. It's just shaping up that way for me. I think they win. I think they beat the Browns. The Raiders is a game on Sunday Night Football that I'm not so sure about. I'm kind of like, oh, that's who knows what that could be. You know what? I'm optimistic today. I'm optimistic that they'll actually be 4-0. I think at the worst, they're 3-1. And I'll take that. I'll take that. So some big games coming up. If they were to lose on Sunday, the 49ers are a great football team. No one's going to take that away from them. They are a Super Bowl contender. And the Steelers rattle off the next three, and they're 3-1 and after the first four games. I'm not complaining about that at all. Okay, let's go to Doc M, Southside Doc. He said, do you think the 49ers are better or worse than expected? What should the takeaway from the game be if the Steelers win or they lose? I think the 49ers are just as good as they were last year, but depending on Bosa and Kittle, that can impact whether they're better or worse than what we expect. Yes, Bosa is that good. He is the, he is a TJ Watt type player. Not the not to same level to me, but he's a TJ Watt type player. Uh I think the takeaway from the game if the Steelers win will be that they can hang with some of these teams, especially if they win in a certain way. Wow, I just talked about that in the first half. But, man, I'm looking at the tackle situation for the 49ers. They've got some some interesting characters out there. I want to see TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith having meetings at Brock Purdy all day. The question will be, can they stop Christian McCaffrey? Can they stop the misdirection? Can they stop Debo Samuel and the multitude of ways that they use him? We're going to talk about that on Friday for sure. Okay, let's go to Bagels and Bong Rips. He said the 2023 fantasy football draft data makes the Steelers look like they don't have any weapons in any positions. Are we realistically looking at our teams? Think about this from a fantasy perspective. Kenny Pickett's not going to light up the world, not going to light the world on fire. I don't expect it. Maybe he does. If he does, I'll be pleasantly surprised. George Pickens is going to be a, a great player, and he's probably going to have a lot of numbers. But then you have like Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, Allen Robinson. All these players could potentially take away from fantasy production. Doesn't mean that the Steelers' offense is going to suck. It just means that there might be a lot of people taking receptions and touches away from the others. Tank, he has several questions. First, if Highsmith has more sacks than TJ this season, would you say that TJ had a down year or that Alex is becoming dangerous? You know, I don't think that – I'd have to see how it happens. If TJ Watts draw on double-triple coverage and Alex Highsmith is eating on the one-on-one matchup, then I think that Alex Highsmith is dangerous, but I don't think TJ had a down year. He's impacting the game in a different way. You go back to the 70s and you read and, and watch some of these old videos, they would talk about how Mean Joe Green, he – Never really had all the stats later in his career. What he did was just wrecked the game plan of the offense, whether it was his angled approach, how he would line up uh, kind of uh, caddy corner, or I guess you want to say cockeyed to the, the center, and he would just kind of just disrupt the play from the moment the ball was snapped. That's what he did, and then everyone else benefited from it. That could be TJ Watt. That doesn't mean that he's having a down year. Next from Tank, which would you rather see this year, 17 punts total, or Boswell leading the league in points scored. Give me 17 punts total. That would be phenomenal. If you only had 17 punts in a year, that'd be freaking great. Next from Tank, what would the Steelers need to do for you to think the season was a success in the rebuild? Keep progressing. Get 
end of the playoffs, win a playoff game, win double digit, get have double digit wins. Kenny Pickett continues to progress the way that we hope he does. All that stuff happens. Yes, that's what it means. All right, is George Pickens really him? Uh, he said he was killing time at work. He mission accomplished. He asked a bunch. Let's go. Care to play the over under game one? De- Deontay Johnson one touchdown push. I think he scores one. Kenny Pickett three touchdowns under. George Pickens eighty receiving yards. I will take the under. T.J. Watt two sacks over. Minka Fitzpatrick, one and a half turnovers caused, under, I think one. Total offense, 350 yards, under. Calvin Austin, 40 yards total, give me over. A-Rob, four receptions, push. Darnell, two receptions, push. Uh, Connor, I think this, uh, yeah, Connor Hayward, 30 yards, under. Najee Harris, 85 yards, under. Jalen Warren, one TD, under. Explosive plays, three, over. George Pickens, him, over, for sure. Next, let's go to the next one. How many best How many uh, best to wear the jersey number in Steelers history do you think might be on this squad? The best to wear their jersey number. Okay, I'm looking at 14, 8, 18, 90, 44, 25. We all know there will never be another 43 or 7. Troy Palomalu or Big Ben. But what about the aforementioned? Uh, let's see here. George Pickens, 14. There's not a lot of players that were 14. Sammy Coates is not bringing back good memories. Eight. Um, yeah, Tommy Maddox. No, and I'm just speaking of my own like era. 18. I think of like Mike, I think Mike Tomzak wore 18. 90. Can't think of many 90s outside of TJ Watt. 44. No, 25 is Ryan Clark for me. So, yeah, there might be some. They're like 14 is one that, yeah, you could definitely run with. Next one, uh, I'm on the I'm on one again, wasting time at work. Which rookie do you think will have the biggest impact game one? I'm expecting Benton to make some noise if he is a steady play in rotation. I'm going to go with Keanu Benton. They're going to need him to step up, have a big game. That's who I want to see. Keanu Benton, he's the rookie that I'm expecting to have a big game. And last one from him. Do you ever remember Steelers having a team with this much perceived depth? Khan really is an artist, and the roster construction is nearly without holes. I'm stoked. No question there. No question needed. I'm stoked, too. I love the depth on this team. I think they are built to last. Last question from SteelerFan69. Jeff, I listen to most podcasts every morning while on my bike on the Panhandle Trail. I notice a lot more commercials, some are without any notice. Is this an FFSN thing or is it Spotify? So thank you for the question. I, I don't mind people asking these type of questions. So I'm going to I'm gonna try and, and emphasize to everyone out there that we want to do a better job of leading into commercials so that fans know when they're coming. Commercials, ads is how we make money. Uh, this is a business. Fans for Sports Network focuses on revenue, increasing revenue. Um, I, I've never listened to a, a worthwhile podcast that did not have ads. I understand that a lot of people don't like them. You also have this little button on your phone or on your computer that can fast forward. So by all means, I understand where there's frustration. I will do my part to high, try and build in those breaks a little bit better and get that to be a standard across our network uh, rather than just have them thrown in. I hate doing it. I've had to do it a couple times, but not recently. I'm trying not to. Our apologies. The ads are a ne- it's a necessity for a business. So I hope you all understand that. I do appreciate the questions. And my ride or die crew is the freaking best, as always. You all did a great job. I'm excited for Friday's show because I think we're going to have so much for you. Rob is the best 
San Francisco 49ers coverage ever you'll you'll ever meet. He's part of Fans First. Uh, he, we do a, a, a weekly show now on Mondays for the NFL feed. Make sure you check that out, FFSN NFL. Just search that wherever you get your podcast, you'll find it. Man, that show is great on Monday. I'm excited to have him on Friday. And obviously, Jeremy Drone Betts. Make sure you tune in. Don't forget the Steel City Insider Day at noon. All that fun stuff. In the meantime, you know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday. Go Steelers.